When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. And there's a lot to discuss, as tends to be the case on Mondays. We have some stunning polling about... Donald Trump, Joe Biden, we're going to dive into that momentarily. Are they hitting the panic button over at the DNC about Biden's future here? Is they, Have they actually said it is time for the break the glass plan? You know, are they getting down to funny? People will say, are they at DEFCON 5? Well, that would be like no big deal. DEFCON 1 would be nuclear war, the really big deal. But are they at like two or three right now in terms of the politics here? Are they a little concerned about Joe Biden? We shall get into that. Um, you also have Gavin Newsom vetoed a bill on Friday that would take uh, affirmation of child's gender identity into consideration when making custody and visitation decisions, which I think is an interesting story. We'll get to later. He, he vetoed it because he believes it's already taken into account, just to be clear. So that's that's why this is on the radar. Really interesting study out of or poll out of Rasmussen. More than two thirds of American voters are worried that their country is turning into a police state. Um, and and I I have a particular view on this, and I think that in the era of the four simultaneous Trump felony indictments, uh, we have to look at this and and take this all very seriously. But also as individuals and as Americans, this is increasingly a reality of day-to-day life here crimes that are just crimes because the government says so or because you've upset the politics of of uh the democrats 
that'll get you in a whole lot of trouble, you know, like parading inside the Capitol without a license. Um, but the stuff that makes everyone's lives difficult and costs lives day to day, the crime in cities and towns across America and the criminals who are conducting uh, or, or committing those acts, Democrats take a very different a very different approach to that, at least in terms of their philosophy. So we'll get into all that. But Clay, we, we've got to start here with these, these, uh, these numbers. Um, you know, it's, it's getting down to the wire. I'll say this. It's getting down to the wire about how long we can continue to have this discussion. Will there be some other plan to Joe Biden? I'm still st- at this point. I can't, you know, I can't change my bet, right? So it would be, it I'm, would be totally unacceptable for you to just suddenly no. after six or eight months yeah. or whatever it is, just to suddenly bail. That said, there are a lot of people in Democrat circles who are worried. Let's look at these numbers, Clay. Washington Post ABC poll shows Biden trailing Trump nationally by 10 points now. This is an outlier. There are other national polls that show them effectively tied. Yeah. And if you, you know, told me, you got to tell me, you know, if I have no choice but to tell you what the most likely situation is right now, I think it's closer to tied than it is 10 points. But the fact that there is a serious poll out there that could show at this phase a substantial lead for Donald Trump. I mean, Clay, a real lead of two or three points at this point would should scare Democrats, right? Because um, what do you think they're making of this? And, and also the fact that uh, Biden is at a all-time low approval rating, 37%, 56% disapproving. Yeah, so again, I would just say when I saw this come out, I think it came out late Sunday, uh, Saturday night, like post-midnight. I was watching uh, USC and Arizona State football late night like a, a, a deviant, co- crazy college football fan that I am, and I'm scrolling through my Twitter feed, and boom, this Washington Post poll pops up. And I immediately read it. And what I would say is significant about this, Buck, is it feels to me like much of official Washington is starting to hit the panic button on Joe Biden. Because we've said this before on the show, but I do think it's important to think about the only rationale for Joe Biden to run in 2024 is that he beat Trump in 2020 and they think he'll win a rematch. If you told me, and I understand uh, the Trump people out there who are diehards, if you told me that it was going to be Nikki Haley or Vivek Ramaswamy or Ron DeSantis that were going to be the nominees, I think Democrats would bail on Joe Biden in a hurry because I think the, the age difference would be so compelling and so overwhelming. Here is, to me, when I look at these numbers, I, I do think that there probably is... Look, if Trump's going to win by 10 points, then, uh, then look, I, I, I would love for that to happen. I think there's a 0% chance by the time we got to an election that Trump could beat Biden by 10 points. I do think what's happening, Buck, is right now everything is a referendum on Biden. And the goal of the Biden administration and the entire 2024 campaign is going to be to try to make 2024 a referendum on Trump. And usually what are elections with incumbents about, Buck? The incumbent, right? Usually it is, hey, has this guy done a good enough job to continue to be the representative, to continue to be uh, the president of the United States, senator, governor, whatever it is? 
And right now, the answer is Biden hasn't done a good enough job. The only way they win is if they can make it a referendum on Trump, because I do believe that they are confident that they can get a lot of people to show up and vote against Trump, not for Biden, against Trump. And I think this is one of those things where you have to to go back in and say, just have you ever seen, and I, I, I like to ask this question because I think it, it it's clarifying in many ways, Buck. You ever see anybody in a Biden hat? You ever seen anybody walk around in a Biden t-shirt? You ever see anybody who was like a diehard Biden guy or girl anywhere in the country? Because I have it anywhere. There, there's a, I don't remember his name. There's a comedian who part has a bit where he says there's no Biden merch, which is yeah. true. Yes. No, no one, no one rocks a Biden t-shirt correct. and thinks that it's cool. There is no Biden. It's a hundred percent correct. And so it's not a Biden vote. It's an anti-Trump vote. And so what I wonder, and this is the thing I've been talking about for a few months now is, at what point do the Democrat power brokers, as they are, again, the Washington Post had a top column to say Biden shouldn't run. Now they're bringing out a column that says Biden is a 10-point underdog and a head-to-head against Trump. It comes out simultaneously with this uh, with this poll from NBC News, which shows Biden hitting an all-time low. Buck, I grabbed some of the data. Listen to some of this off of the uh, Washington Post poll, because I read it. And I was like, I can't even believe some of these numbers. Uh, would you describe the, 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 what your view is as excellent, good, not so good or poor? Food prices, 8% said excellent or good. Gas or energy prices, 12% said excellent or good. Incomes of average Americans, 21% said excellent or good. Uh, and for Joe Biden, the situation at the border buck, 23% approval. 23%. That is unbelievable to be that bad. 30% on the economy. When you look at the numbers that are really upsetting people here in terms of the economy, I saw something today that said, uh, it was a stat that said that even for people who are making $150,000 a year in this country, I saw that a third of them are living paycheck to paycheck. Yes. A third of people making 150 grand are living paycheck to paycheck. I mean, I mean, I lived paycheck to paycheck when I was making 40 grand a year. I remember what that was like to be living paycheck to paycheck at 150. Yeah. Um, means that people are really feeling the pinch because that's, that's energy prices. That's rent. That's housing. That's, you know, they're, they're, they're not, you know, making the kind, they're not making reckless decisions. I think all of a sudden it's just that people, are having to pay more for the things that they really need. Credit card debt also going up very rapidly yep. right now. And as a country, I mean, uh, someone I know who's a Wall Street guy once told me, he said, you have to remember, America is the greatest wealth generation machine in the history of the planet, which is, which is true. And it's interesting, yep. right? There's, we, our economy and the productivity of the, uh, of, of America in general is such that we should be getting it should be the TV effect, right? We've all seen. You look at a TV. Do you remember your TV when you were in college? I mean, it was like, oh, you know, yeah. it weighed like 200 pounds, was like three feet deep. You had to kick it if it went. Now we you got can a get 27 a... inch TV buck and we were like, this is living large in our dorm room, oh, yeah. likes kicking back. Like this is unbelievable. How big this screen is. And, you know, like it took four of us to carry it, right? You know, now you have 70 inch flat flush against the wall TVs everywhere. And, you know, they cost like, 
you, know, you can get them for like four or five hundred bucks now. I mean, they cost very little. Um, and that's just because things have gotten more efficient, you know, and, and less expensive and better. The problem is that some of these commodities, food, energy, there are policy decisions, most notably the massive government expenditures, um, and the inflation that it created that has resulted in this economic pain. And there hasn't been any accountability for it politically. And the Biden administration, you know, they just they just declared a whole bunch of land, uh, you know, off limits to drilling. They're doing all the wrong things in, in this environment, Clay. When people are having a hard time affording groceries and gas, I want to say a hard time. Okay, maybe they can afford it, but they're running up that credit card a little more every month, yeah. a little more every month. And for John Kerry to be traveling the world like some kind of maniac, talking about how humanity is going to cause humanity's extinction because of CO2, while he's flying everywhere on private jets. There is a massive disconnect here, and Republicans need to speak to it. Yeah, and that's why I looked at the 9% approval when it comes to uh, uh, to food prices. People understand that. That's why I keep saying, go through the drive through of a fast food restaurant and look at what it costs you now. So when the Biden people are trying to sell, well, inflation is back down to 3.7% or whatever the heck it is, and they're trying to say it's not so bad, the baked-in cost is huge. What you are paying for your groceries, what you are paying for your fast food meals from one year to the next to take care of your family, that money never comes back. And so that is where I think there's a great deal of anger. Now, here's the question, and this is the one that I keep hammering, Buck, because I do think it's so interesting of a question. If 60-some-odd percent of Democrat voters are saying they don't want to vote for Joe Biden, Will anyone, we talked about this last week, will any Democrat that has an existing office, right, somebody who has a platform, somebody that has an actual audience, will any of them announce they're running? Because if one person did it, Buck, I think a bunch more would jump in, and I think Biden would announce that he's not going to run for re-election in 2024. I think all it would take is one person. I don't know who that person is, but I think as soon as Biden got challenged by one guy or girl out there of a substantial nature, then I think there would be a a bunch of people running. Nobody wants to be the first, but I think there are a lot of people inching more and more towards that line. And I think Biden would would, would announce that he's not running. Because I don't think he could win a contested primary. I, I really don't. I just the the timeline here becomes so yeah condensed. Oh, it's, it's tight now no and, doubt and I think I think also um, you have to look at this as there's all this messaging that has existed up to this point I mean good old Joe Scarborough over at MSNBC I mean there's a lot of people who are saying Biden's fit as a fiddle doing yeah, just right. great he's fantastic the hard left turn that you would have to see here. From the entire Democrat media apparatus to suddenly say, you know what? A primary is a great idea. Oh, no, that- what they would say, Buck, is, you know what? Joe Biden, he did everything that, I mean, they would take the tack of, they would immediately pivot. I'm not saying yeah. they can't pivot. I'm just saying it would require a lot of them who have been saying Biden's great. He's fantastic to say Biden cares more about the country than his own, you know, future. Oh, yeah. In the party oh, I get it. Stuff. Yeah. I, I don't. I just, I don't see it, but what do you think, folks? Anyone out there got a theory? 800-282-2882. Take notice of what my cell phone company, Pure Talk, did this summer for all the new customers alike. 
They upgraded their data plans for existing and new PureTalk customers without increasing their monthly prices. PureTalk added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. It's still just $20 a month for unlimited talk, text, and now 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. That's a great deal for everyone. PureTalk cell phone service is impressive, and when you also consider their veteran-owned and employ an all-USA-based customer service team, it's a winning combination. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, make the switch to Pure Talk, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, and make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. Truth after truth, you can handle the truth. Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on prize picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less. Every time you play, you pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance, so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match up to $100. Download the prize picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. GovX donates a portion of every order to nonprofits that serve the military and first responder communities. Your orders make a meaningful impact. You can become a member in seconds. Signing up is fast and free. 
See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. That's G-O-V-X.com. Use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX. That's GovX. Code CLAY. G-O-V-X. C-L-A-Y. Savings for those who serve. Welcome in. Hour number two. Clay Travis Buck Sexton Show. Monday edition. Hope all of you had fabulous weekends. Um, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast if you would. You can search out my name, Clay Travis. You can search out Buck Sexton. You can also go download the iHeartRadio app and you can listen to us anywhere in the country or around the world. Uh, no matter where you may find yourself, you can come hang out three hours every single day, Monday to Friday. Uh, you can search us out, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton and video if you want to go sign up for the Clay and Buck VIP. Boom. Waving at you right now, not going to claim that you're going to be astounded by our outfits, but I think we're a little bit better dressed than John Fetterman on most days. Uh, we okay, would not Bucks. be let into the fanciest restaurants in New York, though. Yes, well, that's a which, great story. From the New, New York, York Post did a story on this, which we'll talk to you about later. No doubt. All right, let's go into this, Buck. <clears throat> um, I spent a lot of time reading about this Menendez uh, in indictment surrounding what he's alleged to have done in terms of accepting a bribe. <clears throat> and let's play. He said, I'm absolutely not going to step down. This just happened uh, in the last hour. We cannot set aside the presumption of innocence for political expediency when the harm is irrevocable. To those who have rushed to judgment, you have done so based on a limited set of facts framed by the prosecution to be as salacious as possible. Remember, prosecutors get it wrong sometimes. Sadly, I know that. Instead of waiting for all the facts to be presented, others have rushed to judgment because they see a political opportunity for themselves or those around them. All I humbly ask for in this moment, in my colleagues in Congress, the elected leaders and the advocates of New Jersey, as well as each person who calls New Jersey home, is to pause and allow for all the facts to be presented. Okay, he's not going to step down. And I don't know what mechanisms they might have to try and force him out. The governor of New Jersey has already said he should stop a step down. AOC is not from New Jersey, but obviously she's a very prominent New York congresswoman. And she has stepped out and said, hey, they need to, uh, Menendez needs to step down. So there is a growing, uh, I, I would say, cavalcade of Democrat voices saying that. I'm assuming Joe Biden at some point will be asked. He says he's not going to do it. So you read through the indictment. Yes. What do you think, Lawyer Clay, about what's in there? How concerned would the Menendez uh, defense team be based on what the specifics of the allegations are? So I, I actually think, and this is me being defense attorney, okay? Let's pretend that I am uh, hired by Menendez to rep him. I actually think he has a really decent defense in that I think, and we've talked about this with Hunter, the challenge is not us knowing that it's seamy and improper. The challenge is proving in some way exactly what the quid pro quo was. In other words, his wife is basically in the Hunter Biden role, okay, uh, based on what I was reading. And initially, she was his girlfriend, then fiance, now wife. She was uh, involved in many of these meetings and was involved in accepting many of these payments. But she was also an employee, and I'm putting employee in quotation marks, uh, because what her exact role was is very similar to 
trying to figure out what Hunter Biden's role was for Burisma or any of these other entities. She seemed basically to exist to facilitate meetings and interactions uh, between people in positions of power in Egypt and other aspects of New Jersey and her boyfriend, then fiance, then husband, Robert Menendez. And what Democrats have consistently said about Hunter Biden is, oh, we don't care about Hunter Biden. He doesn't hold an elective office. Well, this girlfriend, then fiance, then wife doesn't hold an elective office either. She's entitled to be able to make a living. That would be my argument if I were Menendez. Now, he is also saying uh, a couple of these things are very similar. Hunter Biden got a car bought for him, Buck, by uh, by foreign business interests. There was also a car bought for uh, the Menendez family, a $60,000 Mercedes. I think Hunter got a $120,000 uh, uh, luxury vehicle, if I'm not mistaken, that was bought for him. A lot of attention, Buck, has gone to the gold bars that they found. Remember, Hunter also got an extreme... What, what jewelry exactly was he given? It was like a huge diamond or something, right, that was given to him, which is super weird. For everybody out there listening, <laughs> everybody out there listening, have you ever received a piece of just big jewelry by someone other than, like, obviously, if you got engaged, Buck, I'm hoping that you gave Carrie a nice ring. I gave Laura a nice ring. If you are a woman who has gotten engaged, you probably have gotten a piece of jewelry. I would hope, uh, if you are a woman and you like jewelry, that maybe your husband has given you jewelry uh, over the course of uh, of your relationship, right? But no one has ever given me a jewel, Buck. Like, and if someone ever did give me a jewel, I would be like, man, this is super weird. Like, if if suddenly somebody was like, hey, instead of paying you cash for work, I've got a big diamond that I want to give you. I would be like, no, this is super weird. Or, hey, I've got a sapphire you're really going to love. If you are being paid in jewels, I would just submit that there's probably something sketchy going on. Because... Nobody knows what the value of a jewel is, right? Like, in, in theory, you're trying to avoid taxes in many ways, because how do you... That's my only thought on why this would happen. Have you ever... Anybody ever given you a jewel, Buck? Anybody ever said, like, hey, I hope you'll uh, you'll just love this uh, this gorgeous uh, sapphire, uh, just large ruby? No, I mean, it. look, it's a great way to do money laundering, too, yes. right? Because it's, it's a physical, tangible asset that does not leave an electronic trail like right. a cash infusion would from one bank account to another. And so this is what you would expect, say, I don't know, if you were in like organized crime, for example, a yes. great way to transfer money would be um, jewels uh, pass from one from one to another. I mean, I think they generally, based on the carrot, cut, clarity, I'm trying to remember everything, have some, there we go, yeah, had to go through that whole process. You went through the shopping process. Yeah. You immediately forget all that as soon as you're not uh, married anymore. I but think I they have some idea of, of what these things are, are actually worth. What I think is fascinating about the, I mean, they certainly have some idea. I think it's a pretty precise idea. Um, I think it's fascinating that, that Menendez, and this guy's already been indicted once, and they took it all yeah. the way to the jury. This is indictment number two of this guy. Which, and, and he's just going to stare this thing down. And I, I don't think, I think he's going to fight it. I don't, I don't sense he's going to take any kind of a plea. It is pretty unusual. You know, they chose not to retry him the first time around. Yeah. Um, after they got to a, uh, a hung, what was it? A hung was jury. A mis- yeah. Hung jury. Hung and jury. then, yeah, hung jury. And, and then he was acquitted, I think, or hung jury. Um, so they weren't able to get a conviction. They didn't retry him. And now, 
they're thinking about and talking about uh, this case, this trial. And you got to say to yourself, they must really want to get this guy. I mean, think of the time, the resources, because if you're in that New Jersey federal prosecutor's office and you go after a U.S. senator and you fail again, <laughs> I think you should probably find another line of work. Here's the other thing, Buck. Again, the analogies. Hunter Biden gets a car. Menendez gets a car. Hunter Biden gets a big piece of jewelry. Uh, the Menendez family gets the gold bars. Uh, envelopes full of cash, $400,000 roughly uh, in envelopes full of cash that they found on a search. Remember, they weren't allowed to do the search of Hunter Biden. But we know the Biden crime family in general has been paid around $20 million at least. So when I looked at all the evidence that they're laying out against the Menendez family, it actually looks less substantial than all the evidence that's out there about Hunter Biden, which makes me wonder. And I know we got a lot of people who work in uh, in uh, different journalistic aspects that ask questions. How does Joe Biden answer this question? Because the, the, should Robert Menendez step down? Is a he was in the Senate for thirty some odd years. He should have a strong opinion. I'm sure he knows Menendez well. Should he step down? Is the is the first question. Second question is, why are all of the things that are alleged against Robert Menendez, your son and your family, has been engaged in every bit as aggressive of grabbing of cash as Menendez has? So, Remember, it's only four hundred thousand, five hundred thousand dollars here. So you mentioned the quid pro quo. As I'm seeing this, they have charged him with honest services fraud, right? With the and which is I think now they've updated that statute uh, of honest services fraud. But I remember the Bob McDonald prosecution, which is written about a lot. It's a big part of this case, right? Well, and and it's really the precedent here. And Maureen, his wife. Because I, I was somebody at the time, and there, I think I told you, there were conservatives who were like, oh, you know, what are you saying? It's terrible what he did. I'm like, not really. I mean, he just, like, went on vacations, golf trips, and accepted a watch. Like, he didn't do anything in yeah, response right. for that. So to say that that is somehow, you know, that that necessarily is, is a corrupt act, you have to have an act you can tie it to. Correct. And there was never any allegation. The Supreme Court slapped down that 9-0. conviction. 9-0. Yep. I think Menendez is seeing this and he's just going to say, prove one thing that I did or my wife did or, you know, told me to do in exchange for anything. If you can't stuff it, you know, leave me alone. Yeah. And, and I think that the defense he has as well, Buck, is was there anything that happened, for instance, with Egypt that wouldn't have happened otherwise? In other words, I think these guys exaggerate their power a lot. He's one of a hundred senators. Was there anything that occurred that would not have occurred if somebody else were a senator in his same position, right? Um, I don't know that there was. And there's, again, all of this stuff, and I understand juries can respond differently. I also look at it, Buck, $20 million. I'm like, if they gave the Biden family $20 million, they were expecting something pretty significant. $20 million is a lot of money. $20 million changes your life. They're talking about four or $500,000 over the course of five or six years. I'm sorry. I just, four, and, and some people out there are going to say, you're crazy. It's true. Four or $500,000 
over the course of four or five years does not change your life. It's nice to have, but it's not money where you're just like, hey, I'm done, peace out. $20 million, that's a dollar figure that I think makes your eyebrows go up when you hear about the Biden crime family. I read all this, Buck, and as I read it, it just made me think, my goodness, Hunter Biden is so protected, it reinforced his protection. It made me wonder how Joe Biden answers questions about the Menendez case. And it made me wonder, what are they doing that the book is getting thrown at Robert Menendez and they are pretending that Hunter Biden has done absolutely nothing at all? Why are they protecting Biden and why are they throwing the book at Menendez? Because if you look at these two cases, and I'm just telling you, you line them up side by side, there is a lot of evidence, more evidence, I would argue, of a significant nature that Joe and Hunter Biden were engaged in bribery than there is Robert Menendez. And if I'm Menendez, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking to myself, Buck, wait a minute. Like, I wonder on some level, would he be willing to just start, you know, kind of fight? You know, sometimes people behave irrationally when they're under pressure. I wonder if he could say, you know, you're looking at me. Hunter Biden is, is is guilty of way more stuff than me, and they're not doing anything to him. I don't know if he would turn in-house with that criticism, but if I were him, I'd be looking around at these charges and saying, my wife did a fraction of what Hunter Biden did. She didn't do anything wrong. There's way more evidence against Hunter Biden than there is against her. Just something to think about. And I'm curious, again, how the Biden administration is going to respond here, because it definitely the follow-up question is, well, if he should resign... Why is nothing happening regarding you and your family? I think he probably, Buck, has to say, hey, I think that this should be allowed to play out, but then that also impacts the Trump angle, right? I mean, this is messy. There's a lot of different messy tendrils here that don't have easy answers. Uh, I wonder how many tens of thousands of hours of videotaping took place this weekend at football games. Smartphones out all weekend. Taylor Swift had her own phone out. God forbid. Uh, parents traveling. I went and recorded. I was at a flag football game with my eight-year-old. Uh, absolutely loved uh, being able to record some of that. What's your family doing with all those videotapes, all the precious memories on them from years past? If you haven't digitally transferred them yet, you need to make sure that you make a smart decision. That's why you need to join uh, Legacy Box. They're America's number one choice to digitize your family memories, whether on videotape, film, photos. Legacy Box has a team of 200-plus Technicians working at their Chattanooga, Tennessee facilities, digitally transferring family memories all day long, every day. Both Buck and myself have relied on them. They do great work. You send them your videos in an overnight shipping box, a legacy box. In a few short weeks, they ship all that back to you along with brand new digital files. You can have them online, digital files, thumb drives, even DVDs. Don't let your videos disintegrate over time. Get the memories on them digitally transferred with Legacy Box. Visit LegacyBox.com slash Clay today to get a 40% discount. That's LegacyBox.com slash Clay for a 40% discount off their regular pricing. Making sense in an insane world. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. What is the biggest failure right now of the Biden regime? A lot of answers you could throw out there, but I think a strong one, an answer that would be tough to beat, would be the border. The border is wide open. It is a mess. People who have been working on border issues and border security for years... Um, 
uh, for decades even, are saying this is the most lawless and the most wide open they have ever seen it. Um, more than 60%, 62% in the Washington Post ABC News poll disapprove of Biden on the border as of this weekend. So there's a, a recognition that he's doing a really poor job. Remember, this is a federal responsibility. The federal government is supposed to be handling this. They're supposed to be doing this. And they're effectively derelict in their duty. And if you want to get a sense of how bad it has gotten, Fox News' Bill Hemmer had this breaking news on 11,000 illegal immigrant encounters in 24 hours. Play clip one. We're getting breaking news from the border. Customs and Border Patrol sources telling Fox News they've recorded 11,000 encounters in the past 24 hours. They say it's the single highest day in recent memory in that town of Eagle Pass in Texas. Alone, Eagle Pass saw more than 4,000 this weekend. A lot of these are live images now uh, that we've been watching throughout the morning. It's not ebbing, in case you're wondering, on that point. 11,000, Clay, the single highest day in recent memory. So we're setting records here at the border. We're seeing numbers that are astonishing uh, when you just think about that's in one day, you know, 30 days in a month. You start to do the math. You recognize what the inflow of illegals is going to look like. And, you know, the Biden administration, I, I think at this point, is getting closer and closer to the recognition that they got to do something about this. Uh, you might have seen this there. Mexico, this is on uh, this is CNN yesterday, makes agreement with U.S. to deport migrants from its border cities. As one mayor warns, his city is at the breaking point. So Mexico says that they will deport migrants from border cities to home countries and take several actions to deter migrants. I mean, they're hoping to, Clay, depressurize the situation in northern Mexican cities. I think this is so interesting for everyone to note that the flow, it's like what we see crossing every day doesn't even take into account how many people are waiting for the right time to cross, how many are on their way currently to get to the border to cross, that the flood is ongoing, it is constant, and it is only going to increase. There's a video right now that's going viral, Buck, that's been posted in the last 15 minutes or so. Uh, illegals crossing from from Mexico have put a Venezuela flag on a Texas island, uh, I'm reading from Christian Collins, in the middle of the river in Eagle Pass, Texas. Um, the, now the Texas uh, uh, Border Patrol went and took down the flag, but you can watch and see this huge Venezuela flag that is flying um, in the middle of the river on the Texas side of the border, according to uh, according to this in Eagle Pass, Texas. 470,000 Venezuelans. Was it Friday when this officially became the news? That Joe Biden said, you can all go get jobs now. I guarantee you, and I've already seen the reporting on it, what happens in Venezuela? Huge percentages of people that are left behind in Venezuela get notified instantaneously that now you can go to the United States and immediately get a job. What do you think people in Venezuela are going to do? 
Pretend that you could make 40 times as much money as you currently make. And if you just were willing to make a trip to go to a new country, how many of you out there listening to us right now would be willing to take a long, arduous journey to make 40 times as much money as you do right now? I bet, Buck, a monster percentage of our listeners. And when Joe Biden said, all of you guys can go get jobs, he just guaranteed, and I'm not exaggerating here, he just guaranteed that millions, millions more Venezuelans, I believe, will leave their socialist, uh, torn-apart country and begin the trip to the United States because they see what's happening with those 470,000. And you don't think that they're going to be... And people say, well, you had to be here before July 31st. One, do you not think they're going to extend this again when there's even more illegals? The incentive structures are so clear. We have a wide-open southern border. This by itself, Buck, in my opinion, is enough to impeach Joe Biden. When you're talking about, I think we're approaching now 7 million illegals that we know have, that we know of have entered the country since Joe Biden became president. I really don't think we've seen anything yet. I think these numbers are going to continue to get worse and worse because effectively what Joe Biden is saying is, come on up here. We want you to be here. We're changing the law to ensure that you can be taken care of once you get here. I mean, the faithless execution of his responsibility to uphold and defend the Constitution and the laws of this land, and specifically the immigration laws of this land, is is a very real consideration at this point. We know that Democrats will certainly not go along with any impeachment of Biden based upon what's happening at the border, but... The more we look into this, the more we see this, Clay, I don't think that it's a tenable situation for them going into an election to have it as wide open as it currently is. You know, I don't think it's really possible for Democrats to think that they're going to be in a strong position. Remember, it's not just about Biden. It'll affect the Democrat Party more broadly. Now we're talking about down ticket responsibility. Yes, it's the federal government. It's the executive branch that has first uh you know the first line of or, or the the buck stops with them in terms of responsibility but there are other um democrats who based upon their positions on this and and how they speak about the immigration issue i think could find themselves in a degree of uh political trouble and i think that this is the most important issue in the country in many ways right now because it also shows the degree to which the regime the establishment is willing to ignore certain laws. I mean, this immigration law just doesn't really count anymore. Yeah. They don't, they don't have the will. They don't have the interest to enforce the laws that are on the books about immigration. You start to say when they're systematically picking and choosing what statutes apply, you know, it's not, Oh, you know, in this case, uh, extraordinary circumstance or, you know, in the interest of justice, we're going to have this attitude. It's just. No, we're just not going to enforce this law or these these category of laws. What are people supposed to take from that? I mean, how are we supposed to view the rule of law in the country more broadly? Buck, how many people do you think are going to claim to be Venezuelan? Like, if you had come in, I mean, again, think about incentive structures. Think about what you would do in order to make the best living that you could. 
if you knew that Venezuelan uh, immigrants were being illegals, were being treated differently than somebody from Honduras or somebody from Haiti or wherever else it might be, we got people crossing from 160 different countries. I guarantee you that a huge number of people from other countries are also going to pretend that they are Venezuelan. And do we have the ability and the wherewithal to be able to distinguish where all these illegals are coming from? I, I doubt it. And so you're going to end up with even more incentive structure that is going out, not just the Venezuelans. And again, I think there will be millions, millions more Venezuelans who now will make the trek to the United States, never to leave. It's important to slam this home. Mexico, it used to be that people went back and forth across the border. So there would be a, a work season in the United States. Maybe there's crops that need to be harvested. Whatever it is, jobs pay better. People cross into the United States. They work, then they return home. If you come here from Venezuela, you are never going home. By and large, you are here for life because are you going to risk your ability to get back into the country by leaving? No. It's not like you can easily walk across the border or travel back and forth in an easy fashion like you could historically to Mexico. These people are here forever. And there's the 7 million that have come in are here. Coming. And they're going to have kids. Huge numbers of them are going to have kids. And, and you know, this, this notion that we need migrants, illegal immigrants, to shore up the social safety net in this country, you're talking about overwhelmingly, and now this is going beyond just the surge in, in Venezuelan migrants to just people showing up at the border, you're talking about people who have not been vetted nor have been uh, put through any kind of a merit-based immigration process. So you're going to have a lot of people who speak little or no English, a lot of people with little or really almost no formal education, and uh, there's going to be a lot of social services, a lot of expense to the taxpayer that these individuals will, will incur, which is exactly what we're seeing in New York, which is exactly what we're seeing in Chicago and, and, and other cities, where you have a lot of these markets. I, I know they'll say, oh, well, this is just part of the transition period. That's not really true. Uh, you're going to have to have a lot of these uh, migrants going to be dependent on Medicaid, uh, if they can get it in their states. They're going to be dependent on um, effectively the welfare state in some capacity or another. And well, the about moment the kids have... in school, you talked about this in New York City. They don't have to get the COVID shot. Yeah. So you, you start to see this and you say, well, ho- hold on a second. Is there a number? I mean, you can take this down to the most baseline analysis and conversation. Is there a number of migrants that is just too much that Democrats would say, you know what? You guys are right. We're really, we've kicked the doors far too wide open on this one. We've got a real, we got a real problem here. 10 million, 15 million. I mean, new. I'm not talking about the ones already in the country. Right. You know, and, and if the answer is no, there's no number that's too much. They should say that out loud. If the answer is yes, there is a number that's too high, they should be willing to tell us, okay, well, why? What's the downside? Is Here's a good question for you, Buck. Is there any other country in the world that has 30 million, because I think that's probably close to the number, illegals living in their country right now? Nope. I, f- I find it hard to believe. I, I, I don't think there's any. And, and so for everybody out there to think about, why has every other country in the world decided that they don't want what's happening in the United States to happen there? I mean, it's a big story in Italy, in France, 
many different European countries where people can try to get from Africa to these uh, these Africa in the Middle East to these Middle Eastern uh, to to these European mm-hmm. countries. It's a pinprick of the number that we're dealing with here. I mean, I've I've uh, been to the Zatari refugee camp in Jordan along the Jordan-Syria border from when the you know Syrian war was rain, uh, raging. And it was about a hundred thousand, maybe a hundred and fifteen thousand people living in that in that camp, and there were concerns about where they could go, the resources, the strain on Jordan, the strain on neighboring countries. You know who's going to take them in. We've taken in orders of magnitude more people. Yes, we, we've taken. I mean, not, and I, I shouldn't say taken in; they've just showed up. Actually, they've Correct. just said, you know, we're we're here, we're getting asylum. So um, this is going to continue to be a massive problem. And the only thing the Democrats are going to do is lie to you about wanting to solve it and try to obscure the numbers and make it seem like they're doing something to stop it. Because they they have no other option. I mean, they can't tell the American people that the border is open because that's what we want. Because a majority, there are, I think, 20 or 30 percent of the country does want that. But a majority of the American people, solid majority of the American people, do not want that. Putting it in context, Buck, the single worst uh, approval ratings for Joe Biden on any issue 23% of people approve of what he's doing at the border. Mm. 23%. Are you on a fixed income? You'll benefit from an investment that delivers consistent returns without compromising your financial security. Phoenix Capital Group offers high-yield corporate bonds with returns of 9 to 13% annual interest that pays out monthly. With 2,000-plus satisfied investors paid on time every time, Phoenix Capital Group is giving investors a new high-yield option investing in domestic energy assets. Start earning these high yields and learn more about multiple offerings today at phxonair.com. Learn more by downloading the free investment guide today at phxonair.com. You can diversify your investments and earn 9 to 13% annual interest. Download the Phoenix Group's free investment guide today, phxonair.com. Investment in bonds have a certain amount of risk associated with it, and you should only invest if you can afford to bear the risk of loss. Before making investment decisions, you should carefully consider and review all risks involved. Visit phxonair.com today. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton making sense in an insane world. Well, why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation, and three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Let me tell you about an American company whose entire mission is built around supporting this same community of people, which I'm a part of and proud to be so. GovX.com is an online shopping platform that people like me with service-related backgrounds have been using for years. 
There are over 8.5 million GovX members benefiting from the site today. As a GovX member, I get access to unbeatable discounts from thousands of trusted brands, sports and entertainment tickets, travel deals, the list goes on. If you're a member, GovX.com is the first place to check when you're shopping online. If you've served our country in the military, law enforcement, firefighting, emergency medical services, or other government agency roles, go to GovX.com. That's GovGovX.com and create your free membership today. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code in the shopping cart, and you'll get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome back, everybody. Our friend Heather McDonald joins us now. Uh, she writes over at City Journal. She's at the Manhattan Institute. She's an author, author of The War on Cops. Uh, I want to talk to her about her latest piece on COVID uh, today. Heather, thanks for being here with us. Great. Thank you so much for having me on, Clay and Buck. So, Rational Fears of the Irrational is your piece. This is interesting to me. So now the media takes the position that anybody who is concerned that they, meaning the sort of Fauciite apparatus, may overreact, they're the overreactors. The hypocrisy is absolutely stunning. The New York Times has now developed its latest meme to try and show that at least half the country is a bunch of right-wing conspiracy theorist kooks by saying, if you're noticing that Biden is spending $600 million to generate yet more tests, free tests to distribute, if you're noticing that hospitals and elementary schools are putting back mask mandates, if you're concerned that we're going to go through yet again the worst policy failure in this nation's history, you're just crazy because, of course, we, the, the, the mainstream left-wing establishment, always follow the science. Uh, when, of course, what this nation went through for, for nearly three years was a betrayal of rational thinking, a betrayal of sensible cost-benefit analysis, risk, risk analysis, uh, hatred of the free market system, preference for government transfer payments. Uh, and, and if you're fearing that as the election nears, uh, we're going to go back to uh, vote by mail, automatic eligibility, drop out, drop off boxes. You are absolutely the most rational people among us. 
Heather, what does it say uh, about American democracy that there were no consequences for Democrats, for the most part, getting everything wrong on COVID? Almost no one lost their jobs in positions of power. People lost their jobs who refused to get the COVID shot and worked in the military or worked in our hospitals or worked in our schools. But what does it say that no one in a decision-making process was punished at all by losing a job? Well, we haven't controlled the narrative yet. I'm worried that who's going to write the history? We don't know yet. And and it could be that the left, who, who engaged in this massive attack on childhood, on the economy, uh, on, on the people's ability to make a, a living, that they will write the history and they will be the ones who were the, the, the same people. And those who criticized uh, will be continuously impugned as as right-wing nutcases that wanted to kill off grandma, as I was accused of doing even by somebody on the right, Yoram Hazani, when I very early in March 2020 said, we are way overreacting to this. So it's not necessarily a failure of democracy because we don't yet know what the vast, vast bulk of opinion is. I mean, the, you're right, we did not throw out 11 of the 12 pro-lockdown governors were re-elected in the 2022 elections. For me, one of the most stunning things about this whole experience was it, it, it was a litmus test or a Rorschach test of the American mentality, which into which the feminist safetyism that dominates campus culture has made very, very large inroads. Uh, and, and people, you know, it'll be interesting. I think there will be more resistance if we get uh, another effort at, at shutting down the economy and expanding government power and reach. There will be more resistance, but I can, I can guarantee you, of course, and you know this, there will still be a lot of people who dutifully put, put the masks back on, put them back on their children, uh, vaccinate their children, which is now being recommended by the CDC for six month olds. That is a grotesque abuse of power. So, who would have thought that America's divisions that are so profound now that a, a, a certain percentage of the country does not believe that there are biological men and women and that, and that biology matters? Who would have thought, I didn't see it coming, that our divisions even extend to the reaction to uh, a hyper-hyped so-called pandemic that we differ even in our reactions to public health advice uh, and and to mandates to turn our lives upside down and and destroy learning in our children. I wanted you to react, Heather, with with all you just said. And Clay and I are are um, trying not to start clapping in the middle of of what you're saying because we agree so wholeheartedly with your uh, your sense of what's going on here with COVID. Dr. Fauci, however, Heather, I don't think he would agree with you. And here he was over the weekend saying that he is a a victim of mean people on the right and that he has saved millions of lives. Play two. What happens is that if you become the symbol of, of, of the object of people's anger, even people who know nothing about you know the fact that in my career, I've been involved in saving literally millions of lives that people, hello, you know, forget that, is that I become that symbol. And then when they say something like that, you get somebody who doesn't know anything at yes. all about me 
who's crazy says, wow, I'm going to go get that person or that person should be killed or that person should be prosecuted. And that's the reason why I have to have security. I mean, to me, he's delusional, Heather, like clinically. You know, I get criticized of playing the victim card if I merely say in a, a dispassionate, fact-based way that, yes, I've been shut down here and there without any kind of maudlin self-pity. Uh, so I'm reluctant to accuse anybody else of playing a victim because that, that can be too facile an accusation. But it's hard to resist saying that Fauci is here playing the victim. I mean, it's absurd. He said in March and, and, and February of 2020 that lockdowns do not work. And he flipped around and, and then was complete cheerleader for these absolutely destructive, unnecessary lockdowns. The fact of the matter is, is that we now have the data. We had it very early on, but we really have it now that countries that had minimal lockdowns like Sweden had lower excess death rates than countries with severe lockdowns. The lockdowns killed people as well as covid it killed people through lack of hospital care, uh, suicide, drug use. He's just wrong. Uh, our response, the, 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 the mainstream response in the United States was not pro-health. Uh, we knew early on in March 2020, we knew everything that we needed to know about COVID in the data that was coming out of Italy, which was that the average age of people dying of COVID was 80 and the average number of comorbidities was three this was not a disease that was going to affect the young the healthy and instead we encouraged people to lock themselves up in their rooms bake banana bread eat endlessly in front of the uh, the, the tv and put on another 10 20 30 pounds to their already excessively fat bodies when obesity was the biggest predictor of, of getting severe consequences from COVID, of dying from COVID. Everything about this was completely backwards. The idea that we were sh telling people don't go outside to exercise, I, you know, I will never get over being reprimanded in Central Park, uh, you know, race walking or running by people who were cyclists going around wearing masks. You know, how dare you not wear a mask? You're going to kill me in Central Park. You could not infect anybody outdoors. And yet our public health authorities were cheering on uh, the, the destruction of the possibility of healthy outdoor exercise. Fauci was part of that. And, and as you say, if there, was, if there was accountability based on the facts, rather than on people's pre-existing political allegiances, their heads would roll. We would say, what the hell has gone on to our public health establishment? It has become deeply, deeply politicized and will continue to be so, of course, uh, because now we have the whole gender and race ideology that has taken over our medical schools. Uh, so whether it's too late now to restore sane and fact-based medicine, I don't know, but we have to keep putting out the facts. You know, the, the millions also, let me just say this, Buck, that the millions of alleged deaths that he's talking about, we don't have a clue how many people actually died from COVID, because early on in the pandemic, the CDC decided to count deaths with COVID as deaths from COVID. So if you've been hit by a car 
and you've lost, you know, the use of your lungs and your heart. And they test you when you come into the hospital and you're testing positive for COVID. But in fact, you die from the crushing of your, of your neurological system. You will be counted as a death from COVID. So they did everything they could to get these numbers up. I don't know if we can go back retroactively and find out how many were actually deaths from COVID, but right now we know for sure that that we have way overestimated the deaths from COVID. Heather, I don't hear, you've done a lot of really good work on a variety of fronts. Uh, one of them has been the disaster that is defund the police. It seems to me, because you're talking about how this will play historically, that almost no one now is arguing in favor of defund the police. And in fact, lots of people who did argue in favor of it are now saying, oh, I never said that. What do we think about the data on the number of people that have died unnecessarily by demonizing police? Well, it's huge. I mean, that you can estimate. Uh, you can look at what the homicide rates were pre-George Floyd race riots, uh, and we know that 29% increase in homicide in 2020 following the George Floyd race riots, that translates to thousands more black lives that were taken. Uh, blacks died of homicide at about 35, 33 times higher the rate, and they continue to die at a much higher rate now. Uh, and But, you know, the, that, the explanation for that, of course, from the left is that, well, it was the pandemic that, that killed blacks meaning that it was the pandemic which caused people to go start shooting in this barbaric way in these drive-by shootings uh, that, that took such a big toll in gun violence on blacks. Blacks between the ages of, of 10 and 24 die of gun homicide in the post-George Floyd era at 24 times the rate of whites in that same age cohort. Uh, but, but we're supposed to believe that, oh, somebody was like, unable to put food on the table during COVID, and that made him go out and grab a gun and start shooting at 16-year-olds. I'm sorry, that is not the explanation. The explanation is the delegitimation of the police, which Biden made his theme while running for office, and he has continued his theme. He has continued to say that black parents are right to fear that their children will be killed by a police officer or by a white supremacist every time they step outside. That is an utter fiction. Uh, blacks are dying of gun homicide at astronomical rates, being killed by other blacks. So I'm not convinced. I, I you know, I refuse to give in to any kind of optimism. It's true that that uh, there's. I mean, I haven't heard a lot of those voices, frankly, Buck, that are actually saying we made a mistake. I, I also think that conservatives were wrong to to seize too much on the actual defund language because there weren't that many politicians outside of Minneapolis, uh, Oakland, you know, San Francisco, L.A., that were actually calling to defund. But what they were doing, and this is what was critical, is, is perpetuating the phony no narrative of systemic police racism. And it was that assault to morale which has led to the ongoing recruitment crisis the retirement crisis, police departments across the country, they weren't ever officially defunded, but they are way, way down in necessary manpower because everybody has said to hell with this. Why should I be in a job where from the first day I step on that job, I'm going to be deemed by the President of the United States, no less, as an endemic racist? 
And that type of hatred, that official hatred, has translated onto the streets. You had an extreme rise in cop killings after the George Floyd race riots. Uh, and, and again, the reason for that is because especially blacks make up about 42% of all cop killers nationwide. Uh, they're way, way overrepresented among cop killers. And, and they have been told relentlessly that cops are their enemy. Resistance is up. That's going to lead officers to use their force, resulting in, you know, negative viral videos going around. Uh, so the, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not that convinced that we've turned this narrative around. Heather McDonald, author of The War on Cops, and go check out her latest at City Journal. Heather, thanks so much. Always good to have you here. Thanks, Mike. There's some speculation from those paying attention to events in Washington, D.C., that our federal government may likely introduce a new currency form and a digital one at that. According to former Wall Street insider and digital currency expert Tika Tawari, the government might announce a mandatory national recall on the U.S. dollar, replacing it with a new digital version. Tika Tawari thinks that this could come as soon as this fall. He's exposing this government plan in a video you'll find online that gives you more details and shows you the three steps you need to take to prepare. Go to DollarRecall.com to watch this video that some in our federal government don't want you to see. Again, DollarRecall.com and learn how to prepare. That's DollarRecall.com, paid for by Palm Beach Research Group. The Clay and Buck Podcast Deep Dives with cool content, surprise guests. Get it all on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Who's there for heroes or the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is severely injured in the line of duty? Who helps our country's homeless veterans and who helps our nation to never forget 9-11? Let me tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran Programs comprise their In the Line of Duty programs. They're all dedicated to honoring our nation's heroes and their families. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America in so many ways. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institutes educating kids in K-12 through grades to help our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Pure Talk, the cell phone service my family relies on, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk. 
so you can have more money to travel with this summer.